Sometimes we need a little inspiration, and Real Things Living podcast does just that. Real Things Living has a focus on resilience and connection with others. Those connections lead to ideas, to solutions, and to better overall health. This podcast is brought to you by Gemini Media. Gemini Media delivers the best solutions for business communications through collaborative relationships. Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Cutshaw with Real Things Living. Today, my guest is Hannah Cranfield, and I wanted to introduce her and I asked her on here because we met actually when COVID started this year in 2020, and we had a great experience that I wanted her to uh, join me here. And, and Hannah, can you introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Hannah Cranfield, and thank you so much for having me, Bridget. It's wonderful to get to be here. It, it is. And I just want to get to the point how we met. Uh, it was in April. We did an online screenwriting course. I think it was called Screenwriting 101, something like that. And it was through the Atlanta Film Society. And I decided to do it because I thought, well, this would be perfect with the beginning of COVID, right? And it was just give me something to do, change, you know, work on different writing skills. And that's how Hannah and I met. And it was all, all online. They usually, some of the classes they do have in person. But I believe everybody was from Atlanta, right? As far as I remember, I think so. Right. And so what is your background? Um, aren't you a teacher? And I just don't remember specifically what kind of class you do. You teach. Yes. So I am a teacher. Um, currently, I teach preschool and elementary age children from 18 months through fifth grade. Wow. And I teach music. So I'm a specials teacher and do music for all the different grade levels and ages. And in the past, I've also taught middle school orchestra. Wow. Is there, is there an instrument that you focus on? Um, yeah, violin is my main instrument. Ah, okay. That's a hard, I think that's a hard one. <laughs> a lot of people say so. I don't feel like I'm a good judge since I've played right, it. Right, because you're good long. at it, obviously. If you can teach it, you're obviously uh, have a skill set that a lot of people don't, and, and they seek that out, which is good. My uh, one question for you is what prompted you to sign up for this online screenwriting class? So ever since I was in middle school and high school, I've enjoyed filmmaking with friends just as a hobby. And when I was a child, we would do it in our backyard and we would make the <laughs> costumes and get together whatever props we could from our toys or make them um, craft projects together. And then that kind of got put by the wayside when I went to college because I wasn't studying it for a career. And so I focused on education and got started in that and everything. And then this past year and early at the beginning of this year, I started thinking about it again and had been watching a lot more movies and started wondering if it would be a good time to get back into it and start trying to do it again on the side. Obviously, as an adult, you have a lot more options and opportunities for that. Right. Um, then as a child. So I had been thinking about it a lot and around February or March, I decided to go ahead and 
start looking up at Lena Film Society classes and see what was coming up, see what the opportunities were. And saw the screenwriting class and decided to jump in. And then COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's what's so funny. Uh, Hannah reached out, which I think is so cool. I think it was like a group. I shouldn't say a group chat, but it was an on, their online platform. She says, hey, there's this online, um, not online, but local, it's only short film that we could, are we interested in? We were going to write it originally, right? And then, so I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And someone, and Isha was the other person that did it. So we finished the um, screenwriting class before we actually, I believe, started to write our little story. And I think right after that screenwriting class, it was a short film class too, right? Uh, yes, I think that was in May. Right. And it's what helped us between the two, get the script down, right? What writing a screen play or whatever is so different and you have to think about the uh getting people and more engaged with it right it's more very i saw it as conversational yes. in a way. yeah i would agree with that i think it's very visually based yes so you have to think in terms of what you can show instead of just telling right you got to explain it and describe it and put some emotion in there you want to try to get the person to understand the, the character and so when our, our first call we talked about doing this we did like a zoom call with me you and isha and then we went through and like what are we going to do so we just really guys we just started writing right we kind of tried to have a a similar i should say storyline to, to come up with some characters and we ended up deciding let's talk about this coronavirus for three different women with three different perspectives of what's happening but we had fictional characters obviously so that that was a we thought that was a good tie-in and isha the one that isn't here she has two kids <laughs> she works so she had it a little different than hannah's a teacher and then i'm the one the uh, older woman who has growing up kids. So it was kind of cool to look at it, I think, for women's perspective, but three different, three different ways. But yeah. this never would have happened if you hadn't put that out there. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite takeaways from it, I guess, um, just in terms of almost like life lessons was just to take that risk and kind of put yourself out there and see right. what comes of it. Because I think before we got started on this and talked about it and figured it out. None of us would have imagined that we would be doing this in three right. months or four months. So. Right. So then we, what we ended up doing, we each of us wrote, uh, I think it was maybe four pages per person, per character kind of. And then we kind of went through it and put it all together to get the kind of the script down a little bit. Then we're like, Oh hell, how are we going to uh, film this? <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, because this one, that's before they were had any parks open, and I think they had state parks open, but everybody was shelter at home, especially in my county, and you live in the same county as I do, right? Right. So we're like, oh, gosh. So, and Isha, she, to me, I think she was very critical because she has the video editing, a lot of video editing experience. So we actually based um, it on our personal um I should say skills, but what we're good at in a way. And it it 
it was such a great, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. And then uh, we ended up meeting, we did the last shoot first. Does that make sense? Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. We almost did it in reverse order. Yeah. Shooting it. Right. So we were at first, then we were like, we don't really know how this should really flow. Right. So we did the shot at the park. I don't remember the name of the park, but it's in Atlanta, but it was open to the public then. And so uh, Isha brought her camera and then we were shooting certain things and they were like, okay, now we got the final shoots. Now let's kind of go, maybe that's normal. I think I've heard, I've read that's kind of, has happened before we weren't pioneers in that i don't think yeah yeah i think in terms of our shooting schedule it was mostly determined just by practicality and efficiency we yes. kind of looked at okay here's when we're all available to go shoot this is <laughs> right. um, among all our different work schedules and family and all that right. um, and then kind of work the rest of it around that since the other shoots were done pretty much in our homes. So it was a little more flexible. All right. We use our iPhones guys, uh, except for Isha. <laughs> she has the one with the, a really good camera, but it, it was so, it, I don't know. It just made me think differently. It made collaborating just makes you think differently. And Hannah came up with the name of the short film. It's called adaptations. And it was really about three women trying to adapt to these sudden changes. And that's really what you have to do in life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Hannah was uh, very good at, we have her listed as a director, right? So we had to have somebody, you know, um, everyone was listed as a writer and a producer, but we had Hannah listed as the director because it was her idea. This would not have happened if she hadn't put it out there. And I'm so glad I read that chat that day or <laughs> whatever platform that they, that I can't remember the name of it, but, um, but it, it was, it's just such a good thing. You just don't know what you're going to do when you meet new people and look at different aspects of life and perspectives. And, and I just like working with the issue too. Her kids were just adorable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I guess for people, we should tell you that Hannah did submit it. And um, we were shocked, at least I was, it was actually selected to be screened <laughs> at the uh, Locals Only, I guess you would call it a film festival, right? But it's Locals Only. Yeah, I think technically it was a screening, so the right. Locals Only screening. Right, and it, and they normally have it inside the Plaza Theater, so they ended up doing it at, uh, in their parking lot, which is basically a drive-in. They had a big um, screen out there. It's off of Ponce. And um, I'm trying to think what else. We were talking earlier that the um, the storm that hit Atlanta right before all this happened. Everybody that was there, and I'm sorry, my phone is ringing. Everybody um, that was there were in their cars, and nobody knew if we we're going to be able to like watch it because of the thunderstorm, but it stopped. Like you, what, what did you say earlier that that's the most opportunistic time? I don't know. Yeah, the timing was amazing because when we were driving in, it was just pouring rain. There was thunder and lightning and we're going, okay, this is a drive-in screening. How is this going to work? Right. But it did. The storm cleared up. So. And I think it started, was it, what time did it start? Was it 920 or? I 
It was exactly yeah, it was at nine. Mm-hmm. It was like nine twenty because then at a drive-in it has to be dark. You can't have a bright light out, and I wasn't. I was. I didn't know before I pulled in with the storm going on because back in the day when I did drive when I was a kid, you had to roll your windows down and put the speaker. You know, you'd be pulled up next to a speaker, but then they have it on a tune into a particular uh, radio station, and. So it was just a great experience. And I believe we're waiting to, they're going to do it virtually, right? Yeah, we're hoping that there will be a virtual screening at some point in the future. We don't know a date or anything like that yet, but we're hoping for that. Right. I think it's, it'll be happening probably sooner rather than later. But I, I believe some production stuff has started in back in Georgia, I think, for the film industry. People don't, I don't know if you know how large the film industry is here. And it's uh, amazing how there's so many creative people here. (laughs) I think it's it's good for your brain. Is that the right word? So what was your, um, other than us connecting, what what did you think was your biggest lesson in all this? I mean, other, we put ourselves out there, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll just let you. Yeah. Um. I think I just learned so much about the production process. And I think one big takeaway for me in shooting my own um, scenes in my apartment was learning how to really direct someone else with the camera. Because I think you can have in your mind what you want a shot to look like or how you want it framed um, or the way that the camera is going to move. But then you need to convey that to whoever's behind the camera. Right. And I think for all of us, the combination of almost directing our own shots, because really each of us were doing our own in right. our homes. Um, and then acting as well, and also being <laughs> to producers. It was a lot. Um, but I think it was a really good experience to kind of learn how to balance some of that and learn how to convey your vision to other people. Um, And then I think also the collaborative writing experience was really helpful to me, just kind of seeing other perspectives and especially, I think, trying to write comedy. Um, Right. It was satire, guys. I mentioned that earlier. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I think it was a challenge, but it was really helpful. And I think it was a very unique project. It it was. It it. it was still something I thought I would never, ever do in my life. And <laughs> I mean, you think about it, but then you're like, nah, because I've always, my, my, I'm more of like a producer. You know what I'm saying? I'm really good at operations and putting things together. And that's why I think you did a good job with the directing. I mean, you kind of like gave us some tips. That was very helpful. I'm good at photography, but not with I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's totally different. It, right and that, like I, acting was that that was something I wasn't expecting. To, I mean, yeah. I did this. I thought, oh yeah, we're just gonna write it, and then and then that, that's COVID stuff. Just but we learned to adapt to the situation, and I made you know we hope to get. I I hope to to be able to work on something together with you guys again. I think that was a um, you learn to to work with people from totally different backgrounds. And how to get along, and you had you said we set a goal up front, and I, I think you did a, you know, it was a great idea. So, so now that um, 
school is kind of in session. Are you going to, how is your schedule going to be, right? Yeah. So we just started today. Um, so today was my first day back. Um, but I think once I get into the routine of the new school year, I'm hoping to get back into the swing of things as far as maybe starting to write some more again um, and take some more classes. So at some point, I would love to do the production assistant boot camp. Right. Maybe in the film society, but I know right now it's on hiatus since it's definitely an in-person class. Yeah, that's the in-person thing, right? And when I did the producer series, it was in person as well. They did it three months in a row, um, three Saturdays, once a month for three. I can't. I think it was um, October, November, December. That's awesome. I it was, and I'm like, I absolutely because I'm trying to think, you know, what skills I have. You'll think about this when you're in your 50s too one day. <laughs> but what skills can I apply? And I want to make sure I enjoy what I'm, to me that's important. I mean, to kind of enjoy what you're doing. And you obviously like music. So I think somehow you would be good with that, getting involved with that too, um, more with that possibly. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I would be interested in doing on future projects is um, spending some time actually composing music and putting yes. together soundtracks. Um, so there's just so many skills that I want to either learn or improve at in the filmmaking right. arena. Um, so right. there's so many time to practice all of them. Yeah, they don't realize how many opportunities are out there. I mean, just like me, I don't have any film. I mean, I did do some stuff in, um, when I was younger, I got involved with, um, I did dance. People don't realize I was in a dance troupe. <laughs> so I was performing, but that's different than acting, right? Yeah. And I've always been a good writer, but writing um, fiction and nonfiction, a book is not the same as a screenplay. And what was good about our experience is that we are, we are in a group and we gave each other, you know, we're able to give each other feedback. Yeah, absolutely. It, and I, I think like Kathy Berardi, she was fantastic. Yes, she's a wonderful instructor. So if anybody ever gets the chance to take a class with her, highly recommend it. Right. She has just a great um, perspective and she gives honest but good feedback. You're like, oh, hell, I, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't think, you know, because she gave some really good feedback because you, but you need that kind of feedback to make it better because I think I because I think our we had to do a project right not only when we're doing this other thing this our little short film but we had to actually I do a project for the class and it was really it was a lot of more steps in it than I realized yes yes yeah I felt like some of the things that we um, studied and worked on in the class I it made sense to me. It was kind of what I had thought it would be. And then there were other things that I went, wow, I've never thought about that. I had no, no idea that I needed to do that or that was how it worked. So it was really helpful. Right. And I, I just, it opened up your imagination. And that's what I keep saying to me. I think that's how you solve problems, right? Is being, trying to be creative with, uh, I don't know why some people back in the day, they thought being creative was not a good idea, but I think it is a good idea, especially now. It, yeah. it, it just helps you solve problems, look at things in a different perspective. One movie that I watched last night, I just had to share this, was How to Train a Dragon. I think that was so awesome. I mean, 
I never, I didn't watch it when it first came out because my sons are adults now. So they were teenagers, I think, when that came out. So it really was one of the, I mean, it was written so, even though it was animated, it was written so well, the dialogue. Um, and, it, and, it, and, it, and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, it's make, reminding you, you need to look at why someone is dealing with something different than you. How, what is their perspective? And yeah. you have a different come up with different solutions working together <laughs> yes and um so what was like uh recent i'm just blabbing here i've been watching a lot more movies now again during the COVID. by the way so there's a lot of different things i was uh jojo rabbit sorry it's just one that i absolutely love <laughs> that was awesome and um i think that he was the director and the writer right the, the guy that uh, directed it i think I can't remember. I don't know if you've seen the, the movie or not. Um, I highly recommend it. <laughs> so what movie do you recommend? Since we're talking about movies, what something yeah. that you recommend? Well, so actually my recommendation would be a show rather than a movie. That's, that's fine. Because that's what I've watching lately. Right. Uh, but Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is so mm. good. It's <laughs> It's in the final season now. The final episodes are coming out on Wednesday. So I'm really excited. So what is it about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that has you so drawn in? I think, well, it's hard to pick just one thing. But I think if I had to pick one thing, it would be the characters. Um, I feel like the characters are really well written. And they're very, you can empathize with them. Right. And you really feel for them with what they're going through or what they're experiencing, even though obviously you've never been in those situations. Probably you probably haven't time traveled, um, <laughs> but it's just so well written and the characters are so well done. Um, and I feel like all of the, all of the characters are unique, but at the same time, like I said, you can sort of see their perspective and see why they're acting the way they are. Um, do you think about who the writer, how they did that, how they, do you think about that? I'll, I'm right. That's after the screenwriting class, you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. And it, so that, that's one of the reasons I think I like to watch movies sometimes, but I prefer, like you said, sh I don't watch a whole lot. One thing I got sucked into ever COVID was game of Thrones. I never watched it before and I should say sucked in, but my husband was, one of his coworkers recommended we watch, started watching it because we had two great Pyrenees and they're big giant white dogs. And they were like, your dog is just like the dire wolves. We're like, what? So that's when we started watching it. And we're like, Oh, this is, it just, some of it's pretty violent. Don't let your kids watch this. But, uh, <laughs> but it was, it, we just, it shows you how well the writing was. But I can also agree with some of the other critics of it. The last couple seasons wasn't as good because it wasn't based on the book that um, the, uh, the author did it on. Does that make sense? So yeah. it was different writers. And I think they were just trying to speed it up. And, but that's what I was doing after the screenwriting class. I was looking at the, right, the character development. <laughs> and it made you think, I mean, I. I grasped it better, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, anyway, so it's really cool. We did go on a hike, by the way, um, in one of the parks, maybe about six weeks ago. And we had a Great Pyrenees with us. Sweetwater Park. Have you ever heard of that? I have. I've never been there, but it's on my bucket list. It's, you got to go. 
and we went with our dogs and we were coming back and we came across a couple people, different people, and they're like, oh my God, your dogs are like dire wolves. We were dying laughing because Game of Thrones. And this one kid came up to our, our male dog and was petting him and said, calling him Ghost. If you don't know, if you're not familiar with Game of Thrones, the, the, one of the main characters, uh, Wolves, his name is Ghost. <laughs> He's white. And then I looked at the mother, I'm thinking in my brain, you do not let your kid watch that show. <laughs> but I just thought it was hilarious. We've never, we were at, you know, before someone, my husband worked with, recommended it. We didn't know what the heck a dire wolf was. And, um, but they are really large white wolves usually. And, but they were kind of extinct, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it, it, I just got to, my thing is enjoy life while you're here and enjoy those experiences. And, and I think you, when you mentioned earlier about doing, I should say choreography, but writing some music, I think composing it would be fantastic. That would help you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's so many different aspects of that whole area that I'm interested in pursuing and trying and just kind of seeing where it goes. Exactly. And it's, um, I, I did it just to, well, people gave me feedback on a book that I wrote. They said that would be, that's really where a deep root for me. They told me that would be a good, I mean, he was a journalist that I would make, a book would be a good, you know, feature film. I'm like, I do not know how to write a feature. And that's kind of why I think I started looking at the classes at Atlanta. I wanted obviously something online and it all just worked out at the timing. You think at the time you're like feeling bad, but I thought the the stay at home stuff was a perfect time to learn something new. And I met new people. <laughs> I never would have met you. Yeah. It, it, in Isha at all. And we, I got to meet your husband. Right. Yep. And he helped. I think we used his car as a prop, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I, th- I think one of the funny moments, I'm, I'm kind of jumping around here, but it, I, when I think about your husband's car, I think about the, what you wrote in your part with that stick that had six feet on the, <laughs> six feet on there. Yes. So she had in the story, guys, she was very a stressed out teacher and she wanted to make sure she was exactly six feet away. Everybody. Well, yeah. I had a stick with the word six feet written on it. Yep. Yeah, she had it written on there. And my character swatted away. That's enough. It's too much. It's okay. <laughs> and uh it, you just don't know until you try something. And I highly recommend, even if it's not screenwriting people, try something new if you can and take advantage of any downtime. And I know I'm lucky in a way that I wasn't hurt you know, I, I haven't, I don't know anybody that's been contacted with COVID or anything or anyone who's gotten too sick or financially I'm okay, but I still think try in some shape or form, right? Um, uh, to do something new. And what I'm going to do is, well, Hannah will let me know because she's the one that is contact with the Atlanta Film Society about this, if we're going to do it virtually. And I, my hope, they said they're going to do it, but they don't know when. <laughs> I'm sure there's because of, there's so lot, so much turmoil. No one wants to know or how to, I'm sure there's some technology that they probably need, I would think, to get involved, right? To do this virtually, additional technology. 
yeah, I'm not sure what platform it would be on or what the format would be. Um, I don't know any of those details, so I guess we'll find out. We will. It will be unexpectedly good news. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. And, and it was just, uh, just amazing just to say, hey, I did this. I was involved in this unexpected. And I, and I was just doing it to write, right? And we got to go to a drive-in after it rained and watch our little selves up on the screen. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know, I'm so glad my husband came with you. I think um, your husband was with you too, right? Yes. Um, it, it was just a blast. Well, I appreciate your time, Hannah, and I will uh, let you go and hope everybody has a great day. And then I hope you subscribe to this uh, podcast, Real Things Living. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day. Oh,